Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Rodcast. Good to have you, Pastor Rod. How are you doing? Yeah, great. Great to be here. Awesome, man. So today we're really going to be answering the question, why is mission so important to church and how do we bring that heart and passion and culture into our church lives? So that's really what we're going to be focusing on today. So just diving straight into it. I think this topic of church missions is so such a wide uh, topic, but how would you yeah. define church missions, Pastor Rod? I guess mission, we've got to think of some other uh, similar words like um, purpose, um, what's the point, what what are we doing? Now, of course, in church, it's going to be about God and people. But then we say, well, well once we know that, we're here to worship the Lord and He's here to fill us, empower us, love us, uh, grace us. The next thing is, well, what do we do? What, what is it all about? And so mission is all about that, that focus, that... Um, Rallying cry, uh, key scriptures, um, understanding the point, understanding the purpose of our, our lives, our families. It's a very big concept, isn't it, really? And so we probably have to look at some Bible verses to actually answer the question. Mm, do you have some Bible verses that you want to dive straight into? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, awesome. One of them is in um, Luke 19 after Jesus blesses a, a man called Zacchaeus. And uh, he says that the Son of Man came uh, to seek and to save the lost. And um, lost doesn't mean bad people. Lost means lost people. So, there is a difference. So, the <laughs> mission is not about making bad people good. The, the mission is about helping lost people become found. And that is a, a profound difference. Um, so, we're not here just to help. We want to help anyone who's open. But the concept that Jesus said he came to earth to to help people, to people who are off the path, people who are not on the right path, to bring them back. And, of course, another great scripture is John 3.16 that we all love so much for God so loved the world that he gave his son. Whoever believes in him will not perish. The word perish means die, absolutely die, but will have everlasting life. So the mission is also about everlasting life and everlasting uh, repercussions of our life. So, it's very big issues, Um, heaven and hell and uh, life and death and purpose, uh, hopefulness, hopelessness, like bigger issues. Jesus came to bring life. That's why he died on the cross and rose again. And then we go to mission statements where Jesus pulls his disciples together after his resurrection and he gives them um, a, a bunch of commissions or uh, commands or um, not suggestions. He's, he's saying you've got to fulfill the purpose or the point of life and that includes um, going into all the all the world, as it says in Mark 16, and preach the gospel to all creation, every country, Every people, every people group, every language, every type, every age, every gender, whatever it is, go into all the world and preach and God is with us in that. So, there's actually five times that Jesus gives this call after his resurrection. It's pretty significant, isn't it? After raised from the dead, Jesus turns to his 12 and probably many others there too and says, go and you're going to be empowered to go into all the world, starting in Jerusalem where they were, into all the world, the the ends of the world. And we sort of laugh here in Japan that I think we're just about the ends of the world from Israel. 
Mm. Uh, although I think the New Zealanders say they're the ends of the earth. <laughs> I've heard uh, our Pastor Lewis say that. He's from New Zealand. Um, so, so going to all the world. So these are mission calls, mission statements, and the Holy Spirit within us is going to help us sure. understand all this. Yeah. So it's, it's a big answer, really, but we have yeah. to go to the Scriptures. What yeah. did Jesus really say? Mm. So I think we just say that the the whole motivation of missions is God's love because you said that that love for God so loved the world. It's like that he sent yeah. Jesus and then Jesus yeah. said, as the Father has sent me, I send you. So it's that idea of God sends us because he loves the people of the world. He wants us to reach them. So Ab- Absolutely. This is you know, for God so loved the world, he sent Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Love this agape love is Agape is a Greek word. It means all-encompassing God's love. So, yeah, God so loved that he sent Jesus and, and Jesus has sent us. So, yeah, absolutely, Adrian. I think that that is the motivation is, yeah. is loving people. So good. And you you are clearly uh, passionate about missions. Um, so, yeah. why are you passionate about missions? Um, I, uh, I grew up as a non, non-believer in Australia. Uh, my family were, were not believers. I guess we all believed in a vague sense of God, but but no no personal faith. And um, I don't want to tell my whole story right now, but as a teenager, I was very depressed and very rejected and uh, unpopular, and it sent me into a search for spiritual things. I was a seeker, um, and I sought in the wrong places. I ended up in in occult areas and and strange areas, which made me sadder. And made me even more thinking about um, suicide to some degree. I don't think I ever would have committed suicide because I had a deep sense that there was a God somewhere and there is a heaven and there is a hell. I didn't know God, but I. So when I say suicide, it wasn't a serious attempt, but just a, a nagging thought about what is life all about. So when I was 19, I was a fireman in Sydney and. Uh, in a fire one night, I was protected by a strange force, which I, I looked up to heaven and said, who are you? And it sent me on this search to Jesus because I was already on a search in my teenage years but didn't know Christians. I didn't know any Christians. And now I'd met these two Christians. They gave me a Bible and they said, Rod, would you just look at Jesus? And at first I went, no, 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 I'm sure he's not the answer. And they said to me, You've searched in all the other areas. Why wouldn't you look at Jesus? And I thought, fair enough. <laughs> good. From friends, that was a good challenge. So I read. I started reading, and the more I read about Jesus, the more I liked Jesus, and then the more I really liked Jesus, and the more I really was thinking about Jesus. For six months on a search, now on a search for Jesus, and during that time I had experiences. I, 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 I did not give my life to Jesus I, I got until one night I, I went to a little church and God was just on my life and I said, now. And that sinner's prayer, now, God understood meant everything. <laughs> I give my everything to you, Lord. And the Holy Spirit came on me in such power. Uh, it was unexpected. It, it, well, sort of expected. I was expecting something great, but it was unexpected how huge it was, and in one night, my life was transformed. My heart was renewed. I was born again. Um, my mind was not renewed. That's called renewing the mind. That comes later. But my heart was new. I'm a new creation. So, because of that 
pretty strong story. I wanted others to know about Jesus too, which is the answer to your question. Yeah. Why mission? Because God so changed me, helped me, loved me as a non-believer, as mm. a seeker. He protected me. He loved me. There it is again. Mm. Why wouldn't I want others to know about this very, very wonderful God? And um, my wife, Viv, came to Christ at about the age of 17, and she was a good person, but really she said I was in, in darkness. Mm. And uh, so as a 17-year-old girl, she w- went to church and took her about six months also to find Jesus. So as sort of young adults, her 17, me mm. 19, we came to Christ mm. and we thought everybody should have this chance. Mm. And we were actually surprised that other people, other Christians didn't didn't feel that way or know that. I thought, well, yeah, there's people like me and my wife out there. Why wouldn't we go and tell them? Mm. So immediately because of our story, I felt, and because of Jesus said, go and into all the world and make disciples. I, th- I just mm. thought it was natural. I, yeah. And, and I still do. I still do to this day. But I was surprised that there were a lot of people not understanding mission. Mm. Sure. That's awesome. And I think I had a, or di- a similar but different experience. Like I don't know at the age of – I grew up in a Christian home, amazing parents, great Christian homes. So I was brought up in church, learned to read the Bible, all of those amazing things, incredible foundations, but never had a sense of mission uh, until the age of 17. I was invited by a friend to his church and uh, pastor preached. And at the end of the message, uh, there was – uh, he was just praying for everyone. He opened up his eyes and he just looked. There was a big auditorium, probably 600 people, looked at the back and just looked at me and just said to me, young man, God loves you and he has a great plan and purpose for your life. And it was in that moment that I, I just had that experience of just God's love for me. Um, I hadn't understood it like that before um, and just that also activated knowing God's love, experiencing God's love made me want to share it with others saying, well, God, I want I want to share this with other people. I want to go and uh, share this love with as many people as possible because this, this understanding that I'm loved and accepted and there's purpose, there's vision mm. for my life is what an amazing, what amazing message to share with other people. And so I think it's the same thing. It's, it's that gospel in gospel wants to come out now uh, that drives us in missions. So that's awesome. Mm, great that story. Age of seventeen. Yeah. Uh, well, you said oh, at nineteen you you had that encounter. So from then, what were some of your first experiences of mission? Um, I, I told my friend the same night I got saved. I went and told my Christian friend, um, and obviously I was having an experience in the Holy Spirit. I was. I was happy crying. <laughs> I, I was, I was impacted. I was, I was full of the Holy Spirit, and I talked to my friend and I said, "We let's wow, God is so good. Thank you for sharing Jesus. Let's tell some people." And I, I just started saying to people, "Let's tell tell other people. What can we do?" And um, I was a fireman. I had said that. And uh, as, a, as a now a, a new Christian fireman, I went to the fire station and I told my fireman buddies, hey, good news, I've, I've become a Christian. And they all walked away with contempt. <laughs> um, they weren't happy. But it didn't stop me. Um, I had a very close friend 
uh, his name's Steve Davis. I can mention his name. And um, Steve was uh, Steve. Steve was into his own occult thing. You know, all my friends were sort of into the occult to some degree, and uh, at that time, and um, and so I, I, I got saved and said, Steve, uh, Jesus is more powerful than any spirit. Jesus is more powerful than what you're into. And he said to me, Nah, right, I. I believe in the religion of Steve Davis. That's his name. Steve. Yeah. I said, Steve, what? Come on. Come on, Steve. He said, I'm more powerful and I've got self, you know, self-strength and nothing's going to hurt me. And I said, well, you know, I want to tell you about Jesus. He said, okay. And at the end he said, no. And I said, Steve, one day you might need Jesus. Uh, just remember the name Jesus Christ if you get into trouble. And it was literally six, six weeks later. He had a, a near-death experience, and it's a, another long story, but um, he came and woke me up at 5 a.m. In the, in the fire station, and he's a tough guy. He was in the British Army in the Middle East for years and um, SAS, and he's a tough guy, but he woke me up with fear in his eyes and said, Rod, can you tell me about Jesus again? And I said, sure. I got up at 5 a.m. at the fire station and he said he had this near-death experience. He couldn't breathe. And then he remembered I said, um, if you get in trouble, remember the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, I, I tried to say the name and nothing. I, I was being choked. I, was, I, I couldn't breathe. But he mouthed the words, Jesus Christ. And instantly he was set free and healed. And he said, I'm, I'm here right now, two minutes later, asking you to help me find Jesus Christ. And so I... I was able to lead Steve to the Lord. His whole life changed. He became a, a great, great man of God and um, a great family. Um, and I led another friend to the Lord too. So it's just um, my friends. I wanted my friends to know that something had happened in my life. And um, there was also some people at the fire station who were into another religion. And um, they didn't like the fact I was saying Jesus Christ is is the answer. And... They were part of some strange thing where they 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 they're bringing up Bible verses out of context, and they were trying to say, "What do you think about that?" Now you're a Christian. What do you think of that? And and I I just turned and I'm full of the Holy Spirit, I'm full of love. I said to them, "Listen, guys, I can't answer your questions because I don't know the Bible enough, but I know this one thing: I was sad, and now I'm happy. I mm. was unforgiven, and now I'm forgiven. I mm. I was I had bad suicidal thoughts, and now they're completely gone." That's what I know about Jesus. And those two guys just just went, whoa, and walked away. Hmm. And and so, again, early on I learned you don't have to know a lot. You just have to uh, love the Lord and, and, and yeah. share faith. Um, of course, it's good to get knowledge. Yeah. And I've got a lot more now. But you know what? I think that was the best answer I could ever have given. I think the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit gave me that answer Yeah. Um, to just say to them, I don't know, but I know that God has changed my life, which is called testimony mm. or, or being a witness for Jesus. Yeah. And I think this is something we can all do. The question yeah. you asked is, you know, after I got saved, what, what changed? I, I, I had a testimony. Mm. Um, and and let, me, let me read this scripture because it, it really is such an important one in the book of Acts after Jesus' resurrection. He said, uh, Jesus said to his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses. You'll have a testimony. Mm. You'll have something to share. And I'd say the first first step of anyone sharing is thinking about the change 
yeah. that God has brought in our lives. Mm. And I don't mean I wasn't a Christian, now I'm a Christian because mm. that doesn't make sense to the world. What does that yeah. mean? So, like I said to those two guys, I said, I had no joy, now I have joy. Mm. I thought about suicide before, now I, I'll never think about that. I yeah. was depressed and now I'm – and so, that's that's my testimony Yeah. And and that's what I shared, and mm. um, people could understand that because it's actually yeah. life change. Mm. And I think people listening to this today, um, I'd, I'd really ask you to think about what has changed, what did change. Mm. So good. And some of you might say, "Well, you know, I got saved at an early age. I didn't really know that life change." I would say to you, "Well, think about when there was a change." Yeah. What do you think of that? I I, I think this is really yeah. important. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's it's absolutely amazing, and I think we we're actually doing a series next month as a church called Reso Regrow, and one of the topics is about sharing your story. Yeah, uh, which is amazing, and uh, the what comes to mind is that story of there's a demon possessed man who's really in a dark place. He's living Ooh. amongst the tombs, cutting himself, and he runs comes before Jesus and through a powerful encounter through the compassion and the power and authority of Jesus he's set free and Jesus gets back in the boat and the guy wants to get in the boat with Jesus and Jesus is like hey I want you to go tell your story to your people right. go and tell them how good yeah. the Lord has been go mm. tell them how good Jesus has been to you and how much mercy mm. is shown to you and he goes to this area called the Decapolis 10 cities and we see a few chapters later Jesus goes back there and all of a sudden there's a whole ten, 10 cities that know about Jesus because of this man's story. Mm. Um, and again, he probably was a man who had a lot to learn still. He didn't know much, but all Jesus said was, go tell them what the Lord has done for you. And I think that's such a powerful thing is if we if we can learn to tell our story in three minutes, like the short, powerful yeah. version, just tell mm. the story and focus on mm. what Jesus has done because I think yeah. a lot of stories, testimonies can focus on all the hardship, which is a reality, but the focus is on how good Jesus has been, uh, which is which is awesome. Yeah. So, I think it's a great and, idea. And I think that, as I said, some people will think, I haven't got a testimony and, and I would just really challenge you to think deeply mm. about what, what changed. My mm. wife was a good girl before she mm. became a Christian. Um, but she said she was had darkness, and now that darkness had gone. And mm. um, we've got one wonderful Japanese mum in our church who got saved when God healed her, physically healed her. And so she always tells everybody, "God, God healed me," and he, He's a healing God. And someone else says, "I had no friends. I was what they call hikikomori here in Japan, like locked up in the home, not yeah. n- not going out." And then chance meeting. Um, and and she got uh, became a believer and and now she's a translator like stands before people so wow. it doesn't have to be as I said right at the beginning it's, Jesus did not come to make bad people good mm. he came to make lost people found and that wow. means even a lot of people who've Christian homes like yourself or mm. um, yeah, just a good person as in mm. didn't do anything overtly bad but the thing is there was a change and we, if we meditate on that and mm. say Lord use my testimony. I've heard some people just get up and say the most amazing things and and you think, yeah, you've really been touched by God. And and it's actually interesting mm. because there's a lot of people like that that were not bad. Um, they're just lost yeah. and they need to hear that. And then, of course, there are other people with a, a, a more dramatic testimony 
um, which doesn't make them more spiritual. Yeah. I'm saying we should all be thankful, right? That's mm. that's wherever your state is, meditate, think about it. Mm. What did Jesus do? And and, I, and as you said, we're doing a, a message on this soon. Um, and there's another great story in the book of Acts where um, a man is healed. Uh, he's a, a crippled man healed and people say, stop speaking in the name of Jesus. And he said, how can I not talk about what Jesus did for me? Yeah. Um, and and there's just these stories of life change that I would again. I'm saying it. I'm, I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry, but I think you need to think about what was the change, and mm, that is the testimony that the world yeah. will be interested in hearing. That story. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm also thinking of that that guy, the blind guy that Jesus heals, and then he comes before the religious leaders, and they're like, "Tell us about Jesus," and he just basically says. I don't know anything other than I was oh, blind and now I can see. Yeah, like, that's all I can tell you. Like yeah. I don't know anything else, but this is my story and I can't deny it. So I think there's such power in telling your story. So yeah. Good. Awesome. So I think you mentioned Acts 1.8 where uh, Jesus says, you'll receive power to be my witnesses yeah. in Jerusalem, uh, Samaria, or Judea, uh, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So, we're talking, we've been speaking a lot about um, sharing your story in your city, in your nation, but what, what part of mission is there to go to new nations, plot, church planting? I know that we as a church are involved in church planting. We're involved in uh, helping with groups like Tejas Asia and those kind of things, really sowing into other nations. So how, where does that fit into mission? I think it's really important that you're part of a church um, and, and ask the church leaders, what is our mission? What do we do? I, I actually talked about this to a, a pastor um, last week uh, in a nation, and, and I said, I, re I really feel, he was asking questions, and I said, mm -hmm. I really feel it's important for young people, millennials, Gen Z, mm -hmm. to know what do we do? Yeah. What, what do we join together for in mission? Mm. And that could be a mission to serve your city, which is awesome, or mm. to help the the old lady down the road that, that doesn't have anyone near her. That's awesome. So, all, all that local stuff is what we do as a church. Mm. I, I don't mean we as in you and me, but globally that the church does wonderful things. Mm. But also what do we do maybe cross-culturally, mm. uh, maybe immigrants coming in or, or refugees, or, or um, then we go to other nations as you said, we do church planting, uh, which you can't really do as an individual. You've got to be part of a church group to to get the strength of that. Yeah. Um, you know, financially and talking about visas and relationships. So the local church is very important in mission now. And and so again, as a very young Christian, I told my friends about Jesus at, at the work at the fire station, but the church I joined had this great mission in uh, Malaysia. And um, I said, can I go on, on a visit? And uh, we went on a team and I made some great friends there. And um, that's where I met uh, Jared Keen, my, my good friend from Perth <laughs> and other people, like life, mm. life friends on a mission trip. Mm. Come on. And I'd really encourage people to do mission trips either intercity or cross-culturally to maybe to a refugee group mm. or overseas to actually experience other worlds, other mm. cultures, and how Jesus can also help those lost people and those people mm -hmm. in need. So I think the local church comes into play right here. Um, yeah. You know, m my mission is my friendship world and my family. Yeah. And then there's 
the greater mission, which I need to link with other Christians mm. to to do that. And, and we, as you said, Tejas is New Delhi, India. Mm. We we give every, we've been giving for about ten years now, I think, um, yeah. to hundreds of kids and their families who live in the the poorest area mm-hmm. and have no medicine, uh, very little food, no education, and just the whole r- transformation of some of these kids or a lot of these kids yeah. also helps the whole family. And most of our church have never been there, but they always give. And I think mm-hmm. mission hits the heart when it's um, good mission. I mean, yeah. I guess every mission's good, but um, mm-hmm. like the, the fruit's amazing. The the, yeah. the because of photos and testimonies and our church feels wow. Uh, we don't know these kids, but we sort of know these kids. <laughs> and, yeah. um, we're going to meet these kids in heaven one day, probably, yeah. and um, sure. and their families. And so, I, I think mission must be about the local church that you're part of. Mm. Um, and I, I heard what someone once say: um, a church without mission is a church without vision. Mm. Or it could do, do it the other way. A church without vision is a church without mission. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, that came from a, a church in America about 70 years ago. And I still remember it as a young Christian. Mm. I, I'm, not, I'm not 70, but um, <laughs> I remember that quote. Yeah. And it just got in my heart, you know, like, what, what can we do as a mission, as a church, mm. as a connect group? Um, so the local church is Jesus' mm. way of fulfilling a lot of this mission. Sure, that's amazing, and I love I love that 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 both is important. I think you mentioned it there that my mission, my first area of mission is my friends, my family, my neighbourhood. So, and then the second one is uh, joining my local church. What is my local church doing, and and giving giving using what God has given me to Ooh. be a part of that? And that's what I think I love about the local church. It's about uh, like we often use this when we talk about missions. We can't do everything, but we can do something. Yeah, uh, and so that idea of like, because sometimes you think like, uh, if you think of your time, your finances, you think, well, I don't have much to give, but when I give and this person gives and that person gives together, we can do so much mm. more as as a as a church. So I think that's an amazing yeah. thing. So yeah, yeah, and I think that like from the youngest to the oldest, we can all be mm. part of the mission. I'm thinking about yeah. when my kids were very little and they heard about mm. some of our mission. Things yeah. they would come out with their little bit of money, mm. you know, with their their five hundred yen, five dollars, and say, "Daddy, can we give this to the the kids?" Yeah, and we didn't ask our kids to do that, but mm-hmm. they grew up with that sense of let's do something, and now they're wage earners. They mm. love to give to the church tithes, and then they give to a lot of things. Mm. Um, so it starts if if everybody does something, <laughs> then we can our our something's a very big something. Yeah. Um, and and from the from the wealthiest to the not wealthiest, or from the biggest giver to the smallest giver, we're all part of the miracle yeah. of the mission, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, if you could give to everyone who's listening, uh, how can how can people be a part of mission? What can people do to be a part of mission? I think the two things we said today is 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 think about your testimony, and then ask God for an opportunity to share your testimony. Yeah. Um, think about how you could share it. Someone says, why do you go to church? The worst answer is because my wife wants me to go or because <laughs> I have to go. 
Yeah. The best answer is because God has done something good in my life. Can I share what God has done? And he healed yeah. me or he took away my loneliness. Because mm. people will listen to good stories from good people. So the first thing is getting a story ready and then asking God, can I share this with someone? Could I share? Could I get intentional to share the goodness of Jesus with people? And secondly, your local church, get involved with what they're doing. And if they're not, maybe you could be part of starting something. Go talk to your leaders and your pastors and and say, we have this need. Could I help or could we help together and um, get the local get on get onto the local church's mission or help the local church find its mission? And um, I, I think that's that's really what we can all do right now. Awesome, so good. So would you would you pray for us and then we yeah. can finish up? Thank you, Jesus, that your love uh, is our purpose, is our reason. Thank you, Lord, you've you've saved us, changed us, healed us, blessed us, mm. graced us. Mm. We give you praise, Jesus, and I pray that we would have chance to share good news, share a good story with some people around us. I pray people's hearts would be open, full of the Holy Spirit to say, Lord, can I can I share this? Who could I share this with? And just have a moment of boldness in the Holy Spirit when they do, Lord. Give them strength. Give people strength to share a good story. And I pray that all the local churches listening, their mission would be empowered and, mm. and a blessing and just increasing your kingdom. And, yeah. and also maybe if people don't have a mission, there'd be a time where local churches would seek you and, and uh, join together for mission to make a difference in this one life that we have in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Rod. So great to chat with you again. And uh, thanks to everyone listening. We're going to be chatting in the next episode more about missions. So looking forward to that conversation. See you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.